Jones, 30, 35, 40, he's in midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 35th episode of the podcast on August 3rd, 2013. Well, we're in the last month of summer. You know, baseball is starting to heat up, and then we've got the anticipation of football, both pro and college American football. It's a fun, exciting time, Joel. Yeah, I mean, there's some Canadian football going on right now, but, uh, you know. (laughs) Oh, Canadian football with your (laughs) 110-yard fields and other weird things. I I was watching a little bit of it because uh, that's where Noel Devine's playing now. Oh, really? And um, it's just really funny to watch him, like, when he has, because there's, like, you know, there's more, because of the the yardage is different, you know, on the field. And so it's, like, interesting to see, you know, if he'd had, like, a different amount of space, what he would do. Like, he'll get, he'll, like, be 10 yards short or something of, like, on a kickoff return or something of just, like, going all the way. And I'm like, ah, man. If only. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, there are other things going on in the sports right now. You have the X Games. Mm-hmm. Who who really cares about the X uh, Games? I'll watch it for maybe five to ten minutes, and then I'm like, I'm done. I, I've seen enough. Yeah, I, I'll maybe watch like a little snowboarding or something. I don't know. That's like Winter X Games, though. This is oh, like summer. That's right. Then I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah, and I know Detroit had an issue recently where they were trying to vote for, you know, give the X Games to Detroit, Mm. which, you know, that was a pretty strong movement here for those that were interested. And then they gave it to Austin. And Austin's becoming, like, the next hip city. I mean, it is a fun place to go. I really want to go there for a football game. For a football game, sure, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there, there's really not too much else going on. So let's get into the red zone with the three big sports stories from the past couple of weeks. Now we're going to have our uh, football, college football and NFL preseason prediction specials coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that will be exciting. Look forward to that. But now we'll get to, to sports stories. And it starts with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver Riley Cooper. You know, he had about like the fifth or sixth most uh, you know, catches and receiving yards on the team last year. He's kind of in the fold because Jeremy Macklin uh, tore his ACL in, you know, preseason workouts and training camp and all that. And then he gets a video taken of him and he's at a concert and he's kind of arguing with a uh, security guard and he uses the big one for all racial slurs, especially in this country. Yeah. When you drop... And bombs. It's not going to go well for you. It was, it was kind of like a violent context to, like, you know, you know, fighting. Yeah. In, like, that kind of context. It, it wasn't good. It was really weird to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, uh, like, I didn't hear about it through, like, any source. I heard about it through, like, a friend. And it was just, like... Like, I, I heard about it really out of context from them, like... 
oh, like they're finding this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then I like went and actually found out and I was like, well, um, I mean, especially, you know, if you have a a job or something where you're going to be in the media, like no matter what, I mean, you could be like the third string kicker on an NFL team. I don't even know if they have third string kickers. Mm. Um, and because you're on an NFL team, because you're in the limelight or whatever, if you do anything wrong, and I mean, you know, that's a really awful thing to say for anybody, but like if you do anything wrong, it's going to be in the media. I mean, right away. And, uh, I think that the the organization felt they really had to do something about it. Because it's, I mean, like, as far as something like this goes, that's not really uh, something that happens much or has happened much. No. um, Where somebody gets fined for doing that sort of thing. Um, Especially when it's not anywhere near um, the organization itself. Like, it's not at a game. It's not on the field. Like, there's off-the-field things that happen, but... Um, I don't know if, like, I just can't, like, I can't really remember many times where something like that happened. Yeah, it's just, it's part of the time where cameras are everywhere. Yeah. That's part of it. Uh, You got to think of context, too, where you are a football player, and the majority of your teammates happen to be black. Yeah. I mean, surely you've probably grown up with that, you know, throughout your college football playing days, and maybe it's it's regional throughout the united states where like that's even a thing i mean growing up in michigan yeah he's from he's from michigan i I mean for me growing up in michigan you grew up i he he didn't but i was gonna say i don't know where he's from for me growing up in michigan like that word is never i've never heard it said in the people and the social circles that i grew up with Mm -hmm. so i'm isolated from that kind of talk and of course it's awful but then i hear that's like that's something i've never said that's something i never would say but yeah. maybe for those there are people who still use that word down there or maybe he grows up in an area with a heavy you know a high percentage of a black population yeah. and it, it can be something that they say amongst themselves but then you even see people on twitter somehow oh, thinking that like you know, <laughs> well, sure. so so black people can say that, and it's a double standard. It's not the same. Clearly, no. like you can't be that dumb to think that you know context for that word, that n word, you know, is is the same between the two. It's yeah, I was gonna say not. You, know, you, you if you're even paying attention to like what is going on when you know, two people say that to one another and everything's fine. They're not using using it in the same context. Of course. Yeah, I mean, so Riley Cooper's been excused from Eagle Team activities uh, mm-hmm. at training camp. He's getting counseling. Uh, it's just not a good situation. I mean, if if anything, you have to almost commend him. Like He seems to understand the weight of what he did. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you know, We'll talk about some other players who have apologized for things they've done and have done so terribly poorly, but... This seems to have really affected him, and he seems to know that he's done a bad thing, which is a good first step. Oh, in yeah, recovery. Of I mean, like you know, he's gonna have to deal with his teammates. Oh yeah, that, in the locker that's room, that's thing. going to be. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily know how that's going to go down. 
with them. Like, I, I, mean, I, no, I mean, it's your reputation that yeah. you've damaged with this. And you know, when they've interviewed teammates, I think LaShawn McCoy was one of the big ones. They're running back where like, you know, we, we forgive him and all, but you can't help but lose respect for him as a person How much person more is he going to see the ball? I mean, <laughs> are they going to throw too. the ball to him? I, like, would he even be on the team if Jeremy Macklin was not hurt? No, I think really... Okay, as far as, like, reasons to keep him, um, you know, I'm sure they're learning a new offense. Uh, like, it's not going to be the same as what they were running before. Um, and I think that, like... A big part of that is the receivers. They have to; they're going to have to learn completely different routes, mm-hmm. and think. And I just don't. I don't think they're going to get rid of him because he's, you know, he's kind of he's he's going to be much better than a lot of the guys you're going to pick up in free agency. It's going to be cheaper probably than what you would have to pick up for somebody better or whatever. So, um, I, I think that there's a lot of reasons why they're going to keep him around. Um, and especially, I think what helps him the most is the fact that he's trying to do something about this. Yeah. He, you know, the fact that, I mean, the, the fact that they're still paying him and stuff, I, I he's definitely still going to be on the team. Um, I, I don't, I really, I, I don't really question like that part, but I, I think that, uh, I, I don't know. It just, it just seems kind of uh, odd because you don't really have these. I, like, I think it's just interesting to me because the, these kind of situations, um, usually the only time you hear about them are when it's like some really big superstar. Mm. Like, I, I uh, mean, it's outside the sports world, like, but yeah. Paula Dean was a recent example. Oh no. Yeah. I, I, what I just mean is that, you know, he, what he's like this, the sixth leading receiver or something on the yeah. team. It's a little different, but, um, you know, hopefully he can, you know, learn how to control himself a little bit better. I mean, I hope so too. I mean, maybe people have already forgotten when, you know, Kobe Bryant had the homophobic slur that, you know, he was caught, you know, saying through, you know, cameras and with, you know, lip reading on the bench to a referee. I mean, it's not the same. It's both are terrible, of course. But, you know, that N word is just the the history behind it, especially with this country and with civil rights and slavery and the whole thing behind it. Like, that is like, and then another level where we were as a culture, we're supposed to have gotten over that. And I, th- still I think have... there are a lot of people that could use counseling in this country. That's true. Uh, and I, I can't wait until there's a time, and this is just you know, me speaking personally, where you know, we really have that kind of old way of thinking die out. Yeah, it's just weird. In a way. And then at the same time, like I don't think it will because people pass down bad habits and yeah. it's just so weird for someone like me who just did not even remotely grow up in that kind of environment where that word was even a word yeah in where i grew up so it's it's just a really strange situation for me and of course i mean it, it is just awful but mm-hmm. we have to ask the question here because we have a kind of predictive element to our show we make the play here Will Cooper play in a game for the Eagles this season? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think he'll. I think he'll play. Um, I I don't necessarily know if he'll have as many receptions as he did, um, because I don't think they'll really use him as much. Um, 
Uh, I mean, I guess that could kind of be said for... Uh, we don't necessarily know what this... Uh, this ties a little bit into, like, we don't necessarily know what this Eagles offense is going to look like this year anyways. That's true, with Chip Kelly um, coming in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's really unpredictable of, of, you know, exactly. I think they'll use him more for blocking because mm. I truly think that uh, they're going to become a lot more run-dependent um, as an offense. So I think they won't, I mean, I don't think that they'll throw the ball nearly as much. And, you know, that's kind of besides the point. I don't think he's going to get nearly as many receptions. But I do think that he will play for them. Yeah, I think, you know, playing is going to be uh, almost a no-brainer. I, I don't think, I don't see him cutting him. Mm-hmm. To think that he won't play in a game the entire year. Now, starting, that may be a whole other thing. Uh, I don't think he's good enough to start, but they'll put him in some games. He might get a couple catches. It's a second chance society oh, yeah. here in America, and you can't forget that, especially when it comes to sports. Uh, so, you know, I it, do see him playing. You know, yeah. not as often as probably last year, but he'll he'll play. Yeah, I mean, players get hurt so much. It's you need a lot of players on your roster. So, I mean, he might end up starting a game this year anyways because of an injury, another injury. So, uh, I'd just like to point out, do you remember where uh, Riley Cooper played his college football? Uh, no, because I, I mean, I don't even know where he was from. He played his college football at the University of Florida. Oh. He was drafted in 2010. Huh. That, that that's interesting. Ooh, did did it happen to say where he's like from? I think Oklahoma. Okay. Hmm. Another player that was drafted in 2010 also went to the University of Florida. Aaron Hernandez. Whoa. So talk about the coincidence there, making some bad news. Choices. Yeah, I mean, you really Urban never, Meyer? You never know I, I'm how not people saying. are going to turn out, but I mean, you you almost got to think about their history, anyways. And obviously, that was not considered with Aaron Hernandez. I mean, I can't speak as much for this guy, but wow. I'm just <laughs> like, saying, Urban Meyer. Think about it. I, 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 I'm already starting to wonder about the next couple years for Ohio State. I think they'll definitely be really good, but. I think something will follow there. It's going to be some sleazeball yeah. stuff going down. I mean, I'm not biased or anything. I'm just from the University <laughs> no, of Michigan. I'm, what I can mean, I say? What it, can I say? You've got to follow the past a little bit with that stuff. So. A little bit. Well, college football, You know, going back to that, uh, Johnny Manziel has continued to be in the news. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last week. Yeah. Um, those stories kind of continued, and then they got a write-up in... I believe it was ESPN, the magazine, also on uh, Outside the Lines. We've got it linked on our show page here. Mm-hmm. Where great piece by Wright Thompson, where he kind of got some inside access with Johnny Manziel's family. And, you know, this is a family that comes from money, but you know, the parents seem to be worried that Johnny Manziel has you know reached too much fame too quickly, might not be able to escape the pull of his celebrity. Could be a derailing force. Might have a drinking problem. This is his parents that you know are worried about it. But it's a strange situation because 
what Johnny Manziel, first Heisman winner, that was a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, Tebow was the first underclassman, but he was a sophomore. So, mm-hmm. first freshman in a social media age. Well, this wasn't even, you know, remotely a thing, you know, back in the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s. Yeah. And so you see, like, every little thing this, this guy does, you know, cameras are out at parties. And he's being a college student. Now, granted, of course, underage drinking, not anything, you know, we support or encourage. But it's, it's, it is something that happens at college more often than not. And yeah, you got to be a little smarter when you are a higher profile figure, especially representing that university. Mm-hmm. You're under, you know, NCAA guidelines. But... It's it's strange to kind of like see this inside view and you know wonder like could his life be spiraling out of control? Is that something we can even you know question? Is it fair? I don't know. Like one thing I always think about, especially when I see anything to deal with Twitter and uh, college athletes, is I know a lot of coaches, especially during like fall camp, which would be like right now, um, they don't let their players use their social media accounts, whatever they may be. Yeah. Um, just because that is probably like one of the toughest times that there is, is because, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys who that's where they decide they can't really like make it that year. And it's, it's just really hard. Like it's probably the hardest work that they put in. Well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, once the camp starts out, this, this month is going to be crazy for a bunch oh, of yeah. But I, like, players, but I just the downtime, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the thing is, um, you know, they want to, they want to be humans. They want to be like, you know, their age. Like they want to act like the other kids their age and stuff, but they can't really act like that, um, because if they, especially if they have something that like you know the public can see, you know, if it may be an interview or whatever, um. There's somebody judging everything you're saying because they want to use it in some way. You know, it might be a journalist, it might be whatever, but uh, so you can't really act like you would want to. Mm-hmm. Is that? I don't know if that makes sense, but right. um, so so like I don't know. I mean, there's and there's a lot of people who they have a lot of control over their life and like they, you know, they they can handle themselves well in front of the public and everything like that. And they're fine. They can, you know, do whatever they, you know, whatever they would be doing and they're fine with it. But I don't think everybody can kind of handle themselves like that. Nah, and it takes a yeah, certain kind it, of thick skin. I, I think I that's kind of what you're seeing. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he probably has more pressure on him than a lot of these other athletes out there. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a celebrity culture, though. I mean, do you see anyone caring about what the second string cornerback at USC does? <sighs> like, no, no one no. cared. No one, he probably does go out, drink, and party yeah. at college, but we don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I, because I think what, you know, what it all comes down to is, and you'll see this in a lot d- during the season when the actual season is happening is it's like oh well i mean i guess you could kind of say it now like oh he's you know out hanging out with his friends tonight shouldn't he be studying film Mm, like and and that's gonna haunt him i mean that's gonna hurt him during the season and and so then during the season like 
I don't know, maybe he's having like girl troubles and he posted on his Twitter mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, that's the reason that he lost the game because what's, what's her face broke up with him? <laughs> like, uh, and that that's even exact- happens at the pro level. That yeah, was I mean, something that's with uh, exactly how it is, though. That was with like, Justin Verlander and Kate Upton. I think it has few something to go for baseball so to do with Detroit. like, yeah, with our society and how fans are in this society. Like, you know, we're both fans of our team and stuff, but we're not like crazy about but it. Where at we the would, same like, time, fans are wackos. Yeah, where we would follow them around and like. Oh, no, and, not to that degree. And, like, take everything they say and, like, live by it and that kind of thing. But there are tons of people like that. And, uh, I mean, especially in a place like Texas where football is, like, everything. There's, like, you can't talk about anything else there. And I, I don't know. I just, like, especially you combine the fact that it's Texas and they are in the SEC. It's just... Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, Well, it's also, it's Texas. I mean, that's... You can almost just make your argument right there. It's Texas. No, of course. It is just Texas, but, I mean, the fact that, like, it's, like, oh, SEC's, like, king of football, and Texas is, like, the king of, like, all high school football, and, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. It's just, like... It's, like, whenever this happened, and whenever I saw that he won the Heisman, I was like, that's cool, but, like, his life's gonna be, like, hell (laughs) the rest of his college career, just because... Can't it's going to, to be it. hard to top that, you know. I mean, you sure you could win a national title, but that's about. It's, I mean, like if you're if you're not winning national titles, then everybody's going to be disappointed. You know. Well, you got to think he's leaving for the NFL after the season. Oh yeah, I definitely would. I would. I'd get out of there mm-hmm. as soon as I could, and start making money. <laughs> that's a total random tangent here, but that drawing there in that video, the trouble with Johnny. Yeah, it's a good drawing. Oh no! It doesn't yeah. look like him. No, it's, <laughs> it's kind of got that um, interesting even, facial features. I don't know who it looks like, but not him. <laughs> Just saying. I do like the like legs by his neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are those are nice. Well, I know we make the uh, the question here because we can't predict his personal life at all but you know the big game coming up for texas a&m is you know in the the first couple weeks it's on september 14th when at college station in texas a&m the aggies host alabama where last year johnny football you know basically sealed the heisman when he went into tuscaloosa Mm -hmm. and texas a&m beat undefeated alabama now alabama ended up winning the national championship but regardless the question we got to ask ourselves we make the play here on the 10-yard line story. Will Texas A&M beat Alabama on September 14th? Um I I don't think I don't think they will this year. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it has more to do with the fact that I think uh you know, I think they could have played that game a couple times and uh maybe last year maybe they play it like uh, 10 times or something they each maybe take five or something like that i think if they did that this year it'd be more like an eight to two kind of thing oh see i would say like seven to three last year i think that was a it wasn't a dominating performance by texas a&m last year oh no they, they got off to a quick start but um i think Alab- i think i think there's probably there's not many coaching staffs out there that make better adjustments than alabama mm-hmm. does yeah Especially with that, I mean, you 
have pretty much the most talent that there is out of all the teams out there. So it's pretty easy to, you know, you know, pick up a fumble and run it back for a touchdown. And then they force another turnover and you're right back in the game, you know? Yeah. That's kind of just what they do. They just keep, they keep hitting you until you give up. (laughs) Um, I I think that Alabama is just going to be too tough for everybody this year. Uh, that's kind of my feeling about it. And I think, you know, Texas A&M should have a really good offense. I mean, they, they might even be in better sync than they were last year, but that, that defense is not going to be as good as it was last year. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where the fault is. You know, the, yeah. the defense, you know. I, I think Alabama will just run right over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you do have A.J. McCarron, who's a third-year starter. Yeah. He, yeah. Back-to-back I mean, national championship only, winner. Like it's, That's going to be like as soon as they put everybody up, he's going to play action you over the top every time. Oh, yeah. It's just he's get, he's get, he's too smart, you know, I, to – I don't doubt Johnny Manziel's ability to play in a big game under the spotlight. Like that's where he shines. Absolutely. But it's a team game, you know, in the NBA or basketball, you can have one player you dominate, but it's gotta be a contributing team factor. And Alabama is just the better team this year. So yeah, Uh, I think it'll be a close game, but no, I don't see it. Like if you actually go back and watch a lot of A&M's games last year, I think they just, uh, kind of overwhelmed people with their offense Uh, like he would just he would make a play and it would just kill the other teams you know whatever you know kind of motivation they had just kind of like break their back and then after that they'd keep scoring and the other team wouldn't be able to keep up but Alabama will be able to keep up and more Um, and you know I think you know even if somehow they pull the victory I think uh, it's kind of going to be like last year where uh, you know, A and M will drop some games to teams that they shouldn't. Yeah, and Alabama ends up winning the SEC again, even if they, you know, even if they lose two games or something like that. I mean, that's kind of just how it is now. Um, they, they, it seems like they always save their best games for the very end of the year, and then they just kill whoever they're playing. Uh. It, 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 like I think if Alabama had played A and M at the end of the year, like like one more time, right? I think they I think they would have beat them last year. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Team's gonna be ready for Johnny Manziel this year. Uh, yeah, it's gonna make mm-hmm. it more difficult. And I think they're just gonna put a lot more pressure on him. Mm-hmm. I, and I and mix up you know probably run a lot of like zone blitzes and stuff um, because those are things that a lot of quarterbacks struggle with and. Um, I think you just mix up your coverages and uh, kind of frustrate him, like force him to run. I, I think that I don't think that's what he wants to do against them because they will hit him every time. Yeah. So that Wright Thompson piece is a great read. So go check oh, it yeah. out in our show notes for sure. Uh, now the five yard story, like it's been the biggest story, and it's it's still continuing. I wish we did this podcast <laughs> at a time where this story has a conclusion, <sighs> but we can't do that right now because you know we've got. You know, timing in both of our lives and all that that we gotta had to be right now that we we put this episode out. But baseball's performance enhancing drug suspensions as a result of the biogenesis scandal still have yet to fall. Now, a couple weeks ago, you know, we just we did the episode and then uh, Ryan Braun yeah 
got suspended soon after. And that was that was a kind of an unfortunate timing, but he had a terrible apology. Mm. You know, for being suspended for what sixty five games, and then he didn't even fight the appeal. You know, that's bad when he just he takes. <laughs> yeah, I think he knew. He takes he that suspension. Know. And then he had things where it's like, you know, I bet my life on it. And yet mm. we're talking about like Aaron Rodgers also bet his salary because his friend, Aaron, uh, you know, Ryan Braun told him face to face, and he oh, believed man. it. And we're talking about that when <laughs> I'm not saying hold him to it. But Ryan Braun is using language like, I bet my life that I didn't do this. And then you accept the punishment without appealing <laughs> that you did this. Scumbag. Yeah. That's I, I know I was at, sums him up. I had a couple friends in Milwaukee who like always thought that with Ryan Braun, because he's with their team with the Brewers, that the whole thing was like a witch hunt, you know, a couple years ago. And I couldn't help but think of that, like, wow. I wonder what you're thinking now. Like if I could be like in your mind, like I wonder, like the betrayal that Brewers fans feel, like after defending. I don't their think guy. there's any love loss between. Like I, I don't think they ever. I think eventually they just kind of gave up and were like, "Yeah, he's just a jerk." Like, well, he he's the guy there. When he comes back, like he still has a lot of money owed. He's still going to play for that team. Other players that are supposed to be or supposedly suspended. Uh, not so much. They're going into free agency, and mm-hmm. you know, other teams are going to take a chance on them when they come back. I'm sure, but you know, the, there are a lot of players you know still waiting for that shoe to drop. You know, you know Bartolo Colon and Nelson Cruz uh, for the Detroit Tigers locally here. Yeah. Johnny Peralta, it's a big one. But that was like when he was during his Cleveland Indian years, and still you can't escape that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, some teams like Detroit have kind of prepared for assuming that he gets suspended for you know 50 games for the rest of the year. Um, however, the big one that especially ESPN cannot stop talking about is Alex mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Uh, there are reports left and right every day waiting for something to happen. Apparently now like the talks are far apart. And hmm. remember what we were talking about last year? Yeah. Not last year. No, no. Last, 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 couple, last episode, a couple yeah. weeks ago. A-Rod, just retire. Get your yeah. money. Just retire. Makes it easy for you. He's, he's in A-Rod world. He's going to try to fight this. He wants to play and get his money. Baseball wants to suspend him. The Yankees don't want to pay him. There might be some collusion you know, behind closed doors there. It's time to jump ship. It's time to jump ship. That's what a rational person who seems to have you know, value in $100 million. But for A-Rod, I guess that's not that important because he still wants to play baseball. Baseball is, is his life. And then... Major League Baseball, according to some reports, are trying to see if they can justifiably use the lifetime ban suspension. And that'd be a big deal. Yeah. But then again, like, if you've, you know, used and lied and said you weren't going to use it again, and then you use it again, and then you lie, and then you're trying to get your way back on the field and lying some more. I mean, yeah, they're... They're just going to assume you're going to use again. Some reports are even saying that he's been using since 2009. <sighs> like, that's crazy. I, I mean, they're right now apparently far apart in trying to work out a deal because that's what they seem to be doing, which is a little, a little skeezy. I don't know yeah. what I like about like. Well, we're going to offer this, but you can take this cut if you don't appeal, and it's almost like trying to 
force the hand and kind of circumvent what the CBA was meant to do for the collective bargaining. Yeah. It's a little bizarre. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the A-Rod situation is an interesting situation. It's again, you know, when I made the comparison to would we care if it's a you know, second-string quarterback on UNIS, USC or whatever, mm-hmm. I knew we wouldn't care. But no. just like would we care if it's, you know, the backup left fielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sorry to just use an example. <laughs> well, maybe they'd care a little more because the Pirates have the best record, and that's that's got to be wild there. Uh, San Diego Padres then. like yeah. No, we wouldn't care, but it's, you know, one of the best baseball players of his generation. There's a lot of money owed him, and he's on the most divisive team in the sport. So, of course, it's going to be a big deal. It's just impossible to tell where it's going to go. I mean, the reporting for this is all over the place. Yeah. I, I, like, I kind of wish that we we're talking about like the conclusion (laughs) i agree because it's going to be talked about every single day by like five or six channels until until something happens so Mm. what do you think will happen when we make the play here will a rod get the lifetime ban sentence um i don't like help how common is that? Not very. I mean, it's what Pete Rose got. And I think that's about it. I just, like, I feel like uh, there's so many uh, lawyers involved. And uh, just, I, I think it would just be very, very hard for them to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't help but think that if that does happen, it's... It's something with the money, like something like the money issue won out or something. Yeah, um, they don't want to pay him for lying. I mean, it would it would certainly um, send a message. It would to everyone. It would scare people to death. It would scare them out of using drugs and that kind of thing. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Just uh, smaller bands fines things like that so basically basically like i think the most that could happen is just keep like fining him for things and not letting like keep keep giving him bans and like like pulling up like oh like doing more research and finding out that he used it then and then and then like trying to get another but and just make him miserable <laughs> i think that's the, like what they're going to try and do and make him miserable and try and not let him play mm-hmm. even though i think i think eventually if he wants to really really play and he waits long enough which i don't know why in the world you would he's not getting any younger yeah then um uh, i don't know I'm, there's a complete difference between what i think he should do and what he's going to do right though so i, I think he's, he's going he's... to be very stubborn about it um and he's going to sit and watch a lot of baseball. <laughs> what do you think he gets? Um, uh, let's see. I think he would get like it, like at the most probably, uh, what like Braun got. Mm. Interesting. I think it's going to be more than that. Yeah. I think he gets the punishment of this year and next year oh. suspended. Um. You gotta think if if baseball is considering that verge of a lifetime ban, 
I don't think you come down too far from that. And for that that long period of time, that very well may be, you know, a lifetime ban for at least as a player. Yeah. You know, that doesn't rule him out of, you know, coaching and whatnot. But at the same time, like, who would want him as a coach? Well, can he still get all his money and take Not a ban all like it. that? Not all of it. So that's part of the thing. Like, he's going to lose a lot of it, but he'd probably get at least some back, which... A-Rod, retire. He, he, he won't want to retire until he's sitting there with that ban. Yeah. And then it's too late. Yeah. You blew it. So, no, I, I agree. I wish we were talking about the conclusion. I'm sure we will soon. And just watch. It's going to come down either later tonight or tomorrow. But, <laughs> yeah. It'll, like, it'll come down at, like, 6 o'clock today. <laughs> <laughs> in one hour from now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll be like in the middle of your next thing and you'll be like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Twitter, thanks. <laughs> well, now it tells me. <laughs> well, let's see. What else is happening in the world of sports as we try to you know, wrap up the show here? Tiger Woods is on a tear yep. at Bridgestone. I and mean, it's an event he's won like six times, but he had that 61 that he shot. He was on pace for a 59, which would have been tying a record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got an eight-stroke lead right now through 13. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Greg Oden signed with the Miami Heat. Yeah, he did. As Twitter joked, that makes uh, Greg Oden and LeBron James the first father-son team to play on an NBA team. <laughs> so so that's something. Oh, man. Does that mean that we're going to see the... Oh, what are their names? Which, what are the Kardashians? Are they... I don't think they're affiliated with Greg Oden, though. They're not... No, that's Chris Humphreys, maybe? Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking that Greg Oden, like, one of them was. I mean, oh, Lamar Odom, maybe. Lamar Odom, shoot. Yeah, that, that guy. Confused the names. Oops. Greg Oden is the, the big man from Ohio State who yeah. looks twice his age. Um, there's apparently a story right there on ESPN's front page that Kevin Cobb injured his knee at camp. Mm-hmm. By when he was nearly upended by a wet and slippery rubber mat. Oh, wow! There you go, EJ what? Manuel. That's your job, right there. <laughs> go get it. Oh my god! Go get it, EJ. Maybe you place that mat. It all makes sense now. That uh, mo- moving up. <laughs> Cardinals are trying out Patrick Peterson on offense, seeing where that goes. Oh boy! And uh, Missy Franklin's continuing to dominate. Uh, at swimming, her yep. fifth gold at the swimming world champions. I mean, she's just, she's just a beast. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And speaking of a rod, a rod had a home run in his uh, minor league game that he played yesterday. So there you go. Sunday <laughs> is uh, the Hall of Fame game for the NFL. Hmm. So I'm trying to remember where the teams are. I think the Dolphins are involved in that one. Well, are they doing like the Pro Bowl differently now? They are. Oh, that's a good point. I could've, yeah. We could have put that one. Let's talk about that for a little bit as we wrap up the show here. Yeah. I thought I heard something about that. Yeah. So they're basically going to have like a fantasy football style draft, you know, you know, about a week or so before the game. It is going to be still that Pro Bowl week between the AFC NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, still in Hawaii. But they get Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders as team captains, and they have a list of players that are Pro Bowl acceptable, and they pick. Doesn't matter AFC, NFC, you know, Ooh. just you know, schoolyard picking, you know, one on one on one on one. 
And then teams play. Uh, apparently no kickoffs, though, for safety concerns. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds more interesting to me. I, I, you know, some of the uh, the sports reporters out there, and I, I kind of agree with it, have been calling it uh, putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. It doesn't solve the problems. Oh, no, but I think I'd game. actually be a little more interested to watch it then. <laughs> yes. I mean, considering my interest level has been zero, I guess yeah, maybe makes it 2%. So Yeah. You know, when you have, like, the best quarterback throwing to the best receiver, it's kind of like, better not drop it. (laughs) (laughs) You better not overthrow him. It's like a touchdown every time. That's true. All right, anything you got coming up in the next couple Uh weeks that are fun times for you? Just uh, ready to go back to, like, a regular schedule instead of this crazy work schedule I've been doing yeah. so that I can actually watch some baseball. <laughs> I went to a, my first Tigers game of the year. How was that? Uh, it was okay. Uh, we actually got terrible seats as, you know, for mm-hmm. for Chrysler. Like, our department went out as a group, and someone bought hey, tickets beforehand. Tickets or tickets? No, 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 not really. Oh. These tickets were pretty terrible. Oh, so I don't know if you know, uh, Comerica Park has a big, big screen in left field. Okay. Like huge scoreboard. We were out in left field. I thought when I saw like my you know, section and, and seat number, you'd be like, oh, you know, right behind the bullpen out there. That'd be you know, great seats. I'm okay with that. Um, we were at like the last rows, which happened to be behind the scoreboard. Like, how do you make seats there? That's crazy. Like, it wasn't even a matter of like you know turning your head and oh, looking up at the scoreboard. No, no, no. <laughs> like the bars of the scoreboard were blocking some points, you know, view, some views. That it was oh, it was not good. I mean, granted, the Tigers won eleven to one against the Nationals, go. so it was it was a good game in that regard. Well, no, it was just it was a blowout. So it was done after four innings. Gio Gonzalez Whoa. gives up ten earned <laughs> runs. <laughs> And Justin Verlander struggles in the first inning. Then he, you know, figures it out and does his job through six. Yeah, through six innings. Well, hmm. And then, yeah, it was a long drive back. So I, I guess I got to do that. It was, you know, first game of the year. So yeah. it was a good weather. That's it was weird weather. Like mm-hmm. it was drizzly. Then it was warm and sunny. And then back to drizzly. Like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Hmm. Have you uh, have you ever thought of like playoffs? Like, um, maybe now that I have like good income, it's mm-hmm. a consideration. Yeah, I never did before, but yeah, maybe now. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it this year. <laughs> well, you know, it's true. how often? How often is it going to happen? <laughs> knock on wood, though. Knock on wood. You gotta <laughs> gotta watch these things. You might jinx yourself. Uh. That's great for the Pirates, though. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah, because yeah, usually it was like, you know, it's like, you always like want to go to games and stuff, but it's like, I don't really want to go to like a Reds game. Like, like I always want to go to a playoff game, but it's like, there's nothing close like that I like really want to go to. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. That'd be cool. It'd be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I like I have a couple people that definitely would want to do that, so. Right. When I get to travel to northern Michigan for... The start of my week, so mm-hmm. I'm right now in between business trips. I was down in Orlando. Oh, how was Florida, and by the way? Yeah. Florida was was interesting. I mean, the uh, the convention wasn't the most thrilling. I mean, we 
Chrysler had like a hundred square foot pavilion and all that, so there's only so much you can do to cover it. But but you got to see. I did get to see J. A. Adande. Yes. At the ESPN booth because this is the uh, National Association of Black Journalists mm-hmm. convention, and so yeah, we were leaving at the end of the day on the the first day we got down there, and yeah, he was there talking to some guy, but it's just like. That's pretty cool. J.A. And then you pass by some sign, and apparently they had like some sort of casino night thing, and Jamel Hill was supposed to be one of the uh, the blackjack Oops. dealers. So she was probably down there at some time, too. So like that, that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. Admit that. But yeah, Florida is expensive. Oh, like, This is like a crazy resort that's right by Disney World. Like We were literally taking oh. the exit off of the highway, the toll road down there, that is meant for... The Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom and all that, oh, but you just you just pull off on this, you know, big. It's called the Gaylord Palms Resort. Mm-hmm. Just a huge, huge, confusing place. Gorgeous place, but very expensive, and it had a bunch of DreamWorks characters. Hmm. So it was kind of weird. Like, oh, we're in Disney World area, but <laughs> here are Shrek characters, and there's. Poe from Kung Fu Panda, and where's <laughs> where's Toothless? I want to see a Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. So. Uh, it was it was fun though. I mean, it's, it's going to be a nicer locale than Traverse City, Michigan. While Traverse City is very nice, but mm-hmm. I, there's something about. Did you have any Orlando. other way over? Any, uh, that, like, uh, how was the your, how was the travel? How was the airports? How were they? Well, I mean, it was a lot of kids going down because. Mm-hmm. Disney World and Ooh, all that stuff. and It was a family of seven I saw there. Parents and five kids. They're all wearing the exact same Mickey Mouse shirt. Oh like, my gosh. can't make stuff like that up. It's, it's crazy. It's. It, it, I remember when I went there when I was younger with my parents, and I think we all wore, like, similar colors just so if we got lost, we could find right. each no, other. No, it was the exact same <laughs> shirt. A gray shirt with a kind of a faded Mickey Mouse Head oh, sign. It was, it was crazy. But then, you no, know, we couldn't get a, a direct flight back from Orlando to Detroit just at the right time because, you know, mm-hmm. time is everything with that turnaround. I was there, you know, I was leaving here, leaving Detroit on Friday morning. No, I'm sorry, Thursday morning uh-huh. and just got back last night, Friday night. So it was a, it was a quick trip. But, uh, no, we had a, had a layover in Atlanta and okay. I, I wish I could have stayed more, you yeah. know, a little bit down there, but. Delta Airlines are weird sometimes. I, I like them overall, but then things like oh, there's sudden, there's like a random plane there in our gate, and they're telling us that if we just use another gate, a free gate, well, that'll just start a domino effect and blah blah blah. And uh, we're like sitting there for twenty minutes after we've technically arrived there early, and now some people maybe late for their layover flights like it's just uh, crazy yeah it's kind of like one person like screws up where a plane's supposed to go and it makes tons of people have to wait so it was a better travel experience than the return home from salt lake city a few months ago though that's mm-hmm. for sure that's good yeah yeah anyway i think we've certainly <laughs> taken this train off the rails so <laughs> Let's go watch some sports, and I think I'm about to hit up a sports bar before I do some yes. WTF Pokemon recording for the Ooh. Show Me Your News Network. Busy Saturday. <laughs> no kidding. Well, anyway, with that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.